You're listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, episode 20, and today you get to steal my routine. That's right. You're stealing my entire routine. I'm giving it away to you for free today on this episode. Every single thing, every single day, in this season at least, from morning until night. I'm talking about how I manage working from home, homeschooling, my health, managing the home, self-care, all of it. And it's pretty detailed. So you'll notice that this episode is a lot longer than most episodes on this podcast. And that's because I go into every single detail of every single chunk of my day, why I make the decisions that I make, what's going on in my brain, and where the routine, you know, how how it got to the place that it is right now and what that thought process looked like. So it's one thing to share with you what the routine is. It's another thing for you to be able to hear how I put together that routine and how different aspects have come into play when considering these things. Because as I always teach you guys, when you're creating a routine for yourself, you have to do what's best for you. And it's great to hear what other people have to say. And and as you all know, I work with you to help you create your routines and I teach you how to do this. But I don't teach you in a way of here's your routine, take it, copy it and go. I teach you in a way of let's figure out your life, what works for you and come up with something that will make sense for the season that you're in and the other things that have to be considered. So while I am going into every single detail in this episode, and I want you all to listen and take notes and really learn my framework and how I actually get from all the things that need to be managed to putting it into a rhythm that is manageable and smooth and flowing every single day. So I'm really excited for you guys to dive in and learn and of course share this episode um, on your Instagram and let me know what you think so we can have a conversation and I can hear um, what what your biggest takeaways are and of course help you with your own routines at home. That being said, before we dive in, I want to read the review of the week. This review is from Curly Sexy Cool and she says, this is so great. I wish so badly I had this when I first gave birth because, whew, I love how real and relatable but also realistic this information is. Speaking about being intentional and rewriting the narrative of motherhood is definitely controversial, but I believe that this will benefit so many moms in so many ways. God has called us for more, and this is such an invaluable resource for tapping into our absolute best potential. Definitely sharing with all of my mom friends. Well, thank you, Curly Sexy Cool. I love that review. I love that name. Okay, fellow Curly Girl over here. So happy to connect with you. And thank you so much for taking the time to leave a kind review. And if you haven't left a review yet, but you're coming back here every single week and you're tuning in to hear what God has placed on my heart to share with you, then I would encourage you to leave a review as well. Because as you all know, they really, really help. They keep the podcast going, they keep the podcast growing, and um, they allow this um, this ministry of this podcast to to really take place and, and to serve you better. So if you haven't left a review already, please do so. I would greatly appreciate it. And of course, you never know, I may just, um, I may just feature you on next week's episode as the review of the week. All right, guys, without further ado, let's get talking about my daily routine.
Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, a podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more, so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder, and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, mama, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm spilling all the tea for you. In fact, I'm going to take a sip of my detox tea by Roots Apothecary. This is literally my new favorite brand. Um, Roots Apothecary is amazing. Just a little quick shameless plug, or not even shameless, I'm not what have you, but Roots Apothecary is an amazing bland, brand Excuse me, that has um, really great teas, and they have adaptive cacao, and they have tinctures, and um, muscle salves, and things of that nature for inflammation, and gut health, and anxiety, and those kinds of things, and they use all herbs, all natural, 100% organic. This detox tea literally just has, it has ginger. It has, um, I don't have the bag right in front of me, but it's just very, it's just very specific, all natural ingredients, no fillers, no nothing. Um, all handmade, handcrafted, all of that jazz. And they are just a really amazing company. When you order from them, they throw in like a little free, free gift for you. Um, I got my order and I got a free anxiety tincture. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Um, I can't wait to try that tincture. So um, my favorite product by them is Adaptive Cacao. It has all the adaptogens in it. If you follow me on Instagram, you've heard me talk about adaptogens. You've heard me talk about how I use them to help support me and how I'm feeling in my body and um, helping me, especially with my autoimmune disease, which I have Hashimoto's disease um, and all that jazz. So the Adaptive Cacao is literally a lifesaver. It's, it's so good, you guys. So anyway, I'm just go check out Roots Apothecary. And better yet, you can even try Roots Apothecary for yourself because they gave me a code for you, Caroline J. Sumlin, that gets you 20% off of Roots Apothecary, Caroline J. Sumlin. Um, it's it's seriously an amazing, amazing company. And you you need a tea or an adaptive cacao or all, you need those things in your life to support you in getting through your day, being able to you know deal with all the stress and things like that that come up with our daily lives, right? And that's what I'm talking to you about today. Um, you know, what, talking about my routine, working from home and homeschooling and managing my health and managing my home and self-care and all those things. Um, and that this has been a widely, um, a widely requested episode about this, my, the specifics of my day and how I handle things. Um, and I mean, honestly, it's, it's hard for me to even record such a thing because my routine changes. And I talked to you guys about how routines can change and how they're living, breathing things and they can change and your seasons will change and your priorities will change and some things will work some week and some things won't work another week and they, they change. So, um, what I'm giving you right now is where I'm at in my routine currently, um, or just like a, a, an average or a mean, I guess you could say, um, of where I'm at. But of course some things can change here and there. And I'll try to, I'll try to give you all the disclaimers and everything else. Um, 
But that's why I love routine because routine really puts you in the driver's seat of your life, of your time, of your household. And as a mom, and, at, and you think about it this way, you know, as moms, we're, we're leaders, we're parents. And um, I think sometimes that can get a little bit lost on us, especially in today's culture and society of very child-centric parenting. And um, and don't get me wrong, I'm like our our children are humans, and and they are are equal in that sense. You know, of course, like they are image bearers of the Lord, and and we want to respect them and respect their emotions and respect their their personalities and all of those things. However, I do think that a lot of culture, which remember. As Christians, we live countercultural to the world. So a lot of the world preaches a very like non-authoritative parenting style and um, and really shies away from a parent taking ownership of things and putting themselves in the driver's seat and um, being the the one that's steering the car. And I, I I look at this like we we are the ones that are in like literally in the driver's seat. We're steering the car, and our kids are in either the front seat or the back seat, and they're looking at us to lead them. And of course we can lead them. We lead them with grace. We lead them with, um, with respect. We lead them with honor, you know, but we also have to remember that we are parents and they are our children and they need our guidance and they need our structure. And in order to give that to them, we have to have a framework for ourselves. And we have to, um, we have to give ourselves permission to say, I can manage my day. I can manage our day. I can manage our home. And it doesn't have to feel like my children are managing me or my children. I'm like, I'm at the mercy of my children. That's just not something that I agree with. I don't think that that is biblical. So I just kind of want to put that out there. And I think that's so important as to why I teach routines and systems at the root and foundation of what I teach. And of course, I teach so much more than that. It's not just that. It's about fulfilling your mission and motherhood. It's about being present with your children. It's about making sure that you're, as you as a person, as a daughter of the Lord, as an image bearer of Christ, you are filled up to capacity to be able to serve your family well. It's about knowing and understanding that as women, as mothers, as wives, our role in society looks a certain way when we follow Jesus. It's about all those things. It's about knowing what our role is over here and being able to manage ourselves as wives and as mothers, et cetera, et cetera, and also be able to manage our role um, but in, in other callings that God is calling us to because he calls us to other things as well. So it's about all those things, but at the very center of that, the very foundation, sorry, the center of that, of course, is Jesus. And the foundation of, 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 of managing our lives is having routines and systems that help us to do just that, to make sure that we're able to cover our bases and, and lead and serve in excellence. Really, that's, it's, it's, it's about, it's about excellence, not about perfection, but it's about intentionality and it's about excellence. So that's a little bit of a tangent. (laughs) I went from the T to the tangent and everything else, but I just wanted to kind of give that intro, that disclaimer. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, and, and, and here's the thing, you know, you don't have to do exactly what I'm doing. I want to make sure that that's also very clear. I'm giving you my routine. I'm, I'm sharing with you what I do, but I'm sharing with you that there's different seasons of life, et cetera, et cetera. You all know the way that I teach. And if you, if you don't know, and you're new here, hi, welcome. Um, welcome to Mission Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. You guys know that the way that I teach is that you got to do what works for you. And I'm here to help give you 
and help you find and discover and create with you a framework for your life, your family, your children, your needs, etc. And figure out the way that, that things can run and flow in your home so you can fulfill your mission, etc, etc. So while it's always a good idea to get ideas from different moms and different experts because those ideas will give you an idea of what you can try in your own home. However, if you try to do exactly what I do, it won't work because you are you and your family is your family and I am me and my family is my family, right? Now, of course, there are, there are some general principles and rule of thumb, rules of thumb that I believe work for everyone. And one of those is, you know, like I mentioned, having the routine in general and, and having those systems in place of how you get things done. I think that is, that is very, very important. Another um, rule of thumb that I believe works for everyone is choosing to simplify and organize your home so you create more space for living and spend less time cleaning um, that, that sort of thing. And of course, other principles such as nap times and wait times for little kids and various things that tend to work for different kids of different ages. So a lot of those things are some general consistencies across the board. Within those consistencies, you tweak and you figure out what will work with you, what work for you based on your needs, your resources, etc. And of course, not to mention, um, you know, your spouse and, and where your spouse is and, and your child's pers- children's personalities and all those things, right? Okay, so now that I've stated those disclaimers, here is my exact routine right now, okay? I'm going to take another sip of my tea because, listen, I don't want it to get cold. Guys, that is so delicious. I'm drinking the detox tea if I didn't mention before. I also have the digestion tea and I have the inflammation tea. And, oh, guys, okay. Anyway, so... My, the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is the fact that when I schedule my time, I divide my day into the following time blocks. I've got, and you're going to notice a theme here, early morning, late morning, early afternoon, late afternoon, early evening, and late evening. <laughs> you see? You see how my brain works? These are the time blocks that work well for me because that's the way that my brain works. Now, some people like fewer time blocks. Some people just like morning, afternoon, evening. Some people like more time blocks. Some people like to schedule their day by the half hour. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that, except for the fact that as moms, it often creates more anxiety to schedule your day down to the half hour because there are often interruptions that will cause those times not to be exact. So it's all it's honestly all about personality and how your brain works best, what overwhelms you and what brings you peace or freedom. So for me, I like a little bit of both. I create time blocks that are two to three hours long. But within those time blocks, I may schedule things by the hour or the half hour. And it's not it's usually not everything, but it's usually some things that are kind of like scheduled or like an idea of the time that I would like these things to happen. But I also know that because I've given myself this time block that I'm not like married to the time itself. But that helps me get an idea of how much time I would like something to take and hold me accountable for moving on in my day, especially when I get caught up in something and it's hard for me to stop. And that's something that I struggle with. So knowing that I have these like certain time anchors in there, that helps me, that really helps to hold me accountable. And the anchor times specifically are like pretty non-negotiable. Other other times may vary, but like I know that lunch and nap time are always at noon and 1 p.m. I know that wrap-up time is always at 4 p.m. And I know that I'd like to start homeschool by 9.30 and end by 11.30. That is a little bit of a, you know, uh, 9.45, whatever. It could be that, you know, it could be 
Um, sometimes it's even 10 o'clock, but I, I try to have it wrapped up by 1130. So I would say the end time is more important than the start time there. Um, so these times keep me anchored in my day and they, there are specific times I've added to my overall time blocks just to provide a bit more detail and structure. Okay. Now you may be listening to this and be completely overwhelmed with this idea. And if that's the case, that's okay. Just stick to the time blocks and skip the specifics. Routines serve you, not the other way around. So if you are, you know, feeling like your routine is overwhelming you because it's too structured, then structure it less. That's okay. We don't want zero structure, but you can structure it less and create it in a way that will work for you and the way that your brain works so that you are not overwhelmed. Okay. All right. So my first block is my early morning block. And that typically is between six and 9am. I try to wake up around six. Sometimes it's 630, depending on how I, my physical body feels. Um, I mentioned earlier, I have Hashimoto's and because I have Hashimoto's mornings are just the hardest for me. I could go to bed early and get nine hours of sleep, or I could go to bed late and get five hours of sleep, and I will feel the exact same in the morning, literally. I could be interrupted two to three times at night by my, by my daughters from having a rough night, or I could get a full night of sleep, and I will literally feel the exact same way in the mornings. It's really, really difficult because of the pain in my body, etc. So because of that, I'll either jump in the shower, depending on if my body's just feeling really, really bad, and I literally feel like I can especially like the pain in my neck and my back and my head and all those kinds of things. Like if I literally can't function, I'm just not feeling well, I will jump right in the shower to help my body feel better. Or I'll at least brush my teeth and wash my face if I'm feeling okay and head downstairs and I make a, a cup of hot lemon water and I start the coffee. Um, and I start the coffee because I like to start it for my husband as well. So if my husband is working from the office, I make him a quick plate of breakfast sometimes while the coffee is brewing. Um, and I then read scripture or do a quick, um, I'm sorry, I then read scripture, do a quick stretch or Pilates workout if I have time. And by 7am, I like to be in the shower. So I can wake up. So I, um, so if I wake up at 630, I technically, I typically skip the workout. Um, or just do a quick stretch and prioritize spending more time in, in scripture. And I will actually say lately, I've been, um, like typically what I used to do is I used to take my shower at seven and then go make breakfast and then unload the dishwasher. And now what I, I actually just recently switched this around. So, um, what I've been kind of doing instead is same, same idea, same things, but I will go downstairs, I will do the lemon water and I will start the coffee and then I will immediately unload the dishwasher all the way up until, my daughter's, um, who's three and a half, she has a part of the dishes that she does for her chores. And so I will up unload almost everything except for the silverware and like all of her plates and cups and things of that nature. And that's her responsibility to put away as part of her homeschool routine. So what I used to do is do that around 745. And I would be kind of like, I would get like maybe halfway done with that, but it like some of it would be left over. And then we would do it you know, after breakfast, we'd all do the dishes together. And that was fine. But I didn't like how long that was taking. I didn't like that even if I had half the dishes done, um, that it was just taking too long with in, you know, my daughter and I were doing it together. And my one year old is typically at that point, she's still eating. So it wasn't that it wasn't manageable. It wasn't that it wasn't working. It just wasn't what I, I was like, you know what, I feel like I can maximize my time a little bit better here. And I feel like I can, um, just push this up a little bit, push this to the morning and get to the point where all my daughter has to do is the silverware and her plates and I can be cleaning up from breakfast and putting the dirty plates straight away in the dishwasher without having to worry about finishing up the dishes after breakfast, especially because 
with the start of homeschool, we started our morning basket. And so before, when I wasn't doing homeschool because I was taking a little bit of break over the summer and I wasn't doing morning basket, I would be spending the entire time they were doing breakfast, you know, fixing breakfast for myself, standing there and eating it and getting the dishes done, yada, 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 because I wasn't doing that before they woke up and there would be no time together during breakfast. So I realized like if I want to be able to um, make my plate and sit down with them and then go over our morning basket and spend intentional time together at breakfast, the way that our homeschooling style is, is supposed to be and cultivate that time together, I realized that I had to reprioritize my morning and make it so that my, the dishes came first um, you know, like, or, or, you know, soon after waking up just to get them out of the way and just to get, get myself on track. And that typically also would look like that. I'm probably skipping my workout because for me, reading scripture is going to be more important than working out the, so it's as much as I want to be the other way, you know, and, and be that person that could either do it all or whatever, Um, right now I'm not in a season where I can do it all. If I happen to wake up early enough and I feel like I can fit both in, then that's great. But if I look at the time and I only have 20 minutes and, you know, I could say to myself, oh, I could do a 10 minute workout and I could read scripture for 10 minutes. But realistically, what what that's going to look like, you have to to think about everything, right? You got to think about the one or two minutes it's going to take for you to sit down, open the Bible, get your scripture, get your pen, do something, right? Like I want it to be intentional time. I want to pray beforehand. So by the time I've done all that, it's been 10 minutes. It's been 15 minutes, right? So I'd rather just have intentional time with the Lord, um, and really make sure I'm seeking him first in my day. And, Yes, I know I'm doing my dishes first and things of that nature. And I've wrestled like with that, like, oh my goodness, like, am I a bad Christian? Am I not doing everything? Like I'm everything I'm thinking about. Should I just read the word first and yada, yada, yada. But I also want to make sure, hey, I'm like, I'm serving my household. I want to make sure that I'm awake and I'm alert and I'm able to receive the word. I've tried doing it the other way. I've tried doing it right at the nightstand. I might try that again, but typically I don't feel well enough and I typically fall asleep. Like there's so many different variations and factors. And I think all those things are okay. Like it's not a one size fits all answer. So you're reading a book or you're listening to somebody that tells you, oh, Make sure that you have your Bible by your, your, your nightstand. And that's the first thing you should do before your feet at the floor is, is read scripture. I mean, I agree. I think the first thing we should do before our feet at the floor is to seek the Lord. But that might look differently for me than it does for you. So for me, if I go get in the shower, I'm going to pray in the shower. I'm going to, you know, stretch my arms out and I'm going to surrender to the Lord right there in the shower before I'm even getting in scripture. Or I'm going to pray, um, you know, right after I wash my face and those kinds of things. And, and I might even put on um, like um, some worship music, you, typically right away in the morning when I'm doing the dishes, I'll put on some worship music and I'll get worshiping right there. So there's so many different ways to seek the Lord first. You got to make things work for you. So I say all that to say like, that's why like, yeah, I'm reading my scripture after I've done the dishes, after I've maybe even taken a shower or wash my face or yada, yada, yada. And I'm still seeking the Lord first every single morning, and I'm definitely prioritizing that over working out most mornings. So there's a little bit overview of kind of how the morning will work. Um, so once I've done those dishes, you know, gotten to a place, gotten to a stopping point, usually I've, I've set out the, the plates and things like that for breakfast, those kinds of things. I sit down with my hot lemon water. I read my Bible for about 15 or so minutes, and then I will typically work my way upstairs. And if I um, have already showered, then I, then I don't need to work my way upstairs. I'm pretty much downstairs cause I'm dressed. Like once I, when I shower, I shower, I get dressed. I do everything right then and there. Like I don't typically break it up. So I either work my way back upstairs to take my shower if I didn't take it first, or 
I will be already showered and th those kinds of things and I will stay downstairs and I will finish up breakfast or I will head upstairs at about 7.45 or so to get um, my second daughter who's 18 months and I will wake her up and I will typically nurse her um, or bring her right downstairs for breakfast or kind of in between like, you know, are we nursing in the morning? Are we not? That kind of thing. So, um, and that's typically how the day starts. And then I grab my, my, um, my older daughter and I bring her, she goes potty and then I bring her downstairs for breakfast too. So um, typically I'll get my 18 month old up first. And um, if I nurse her, then I'll go ahead and change her diaper and I'll go ahead and just um, leave her diaper on her. I don't get her dressed right away because she makes a mess at breakfast. And then we'll go get her older sister and then we'll go potty and then we'll go downstairs and we'll have breakfast together. And we're typically downstairs eating breakfast by about 8.15. Um, but I will say that with my oldest, because she's not napping anymore, sometimes she sleeps a little bit later. And so if she is like in a sleep, like I actually wait for her to wake up. So sometimes I have to adjust and we can't go get her. And I have to just bring my 18 month old downstairs. I might have to put her in the pack and play if she woke up early If she woke up at 730. And then my three-year-old doesn't wake up until 815. Like there's some dead time there. So I might have to nurse her, put her in the pack and play, keep going. Little things like that, right? Like it's never perfect. It's never picture perfect every single day, but it's easy to adjust because I have a knowledge of what should be happening and around the times of things. And I know how to adjust. I, I'm not thrown off by, by a child waking up early. Um, and my three-year-old is also trained and understands too, that, you know, when she wakes up, she, um, waits for me. And if she was to wake up before eight o'clock, I won't get her until eight o'clock too. So that's something else that I, that we train. And that's, that's a boundary that I establish, um, in our household. So by now it's about 8.15 and um, the girls are eating and I am typically making my plate, pouring my coffee and joining them around 8.30 or so. And we eat together and then um, we do our morning basket, which is part of homeschool. And if you um, have questions about that, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm sharing a lot of my homeschool journey over there as well. I am not an expert by any means and I get a lot of help from some other moms who are experts. So don't like just think that I'm some homeschool expert either, but I, you know, really enjoy it. And, um, I do have some teaching experience as well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely open to answering any questions about that, but that's just something that we do together because of homeschool. So we'll do the, um, morning basket activity between eight 30. Usually we wrap up around nine o'clock or so. And, uh, we finish by, you know, cleaning up. So the girls will help to, and by the girls, I mean, Avery, but I, Harper helps too. She helps quote unquote helps. Um, but my oldest, she will help. Um, and I spray the table down. She helps to wipe it down. She helps to wipe down her, her younger sister's high chair. You know, my, my 18 month old, she'll just kind of walk around with the towel and pretend to help things. And then, um, Avery, my three-year-old, she will put the put her silverware. That's when she does the dishes. I finish up by putting all the dirty dishes, right, scrubbing them down, putting them in the dishwasher. And usually by about 9.15, 9.20, we're heading back upstairs to finish getting dressed. So now we're heading into the late morning block. So everything in the early morning block was my morning routine and then the girls getting up and eating breakfast. And then that concludes around 9 o'clock. And now the, the late morning block is between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m., okay? So... Um, depending on the time, like if we end breakfast a little bit early, um, you know, and that kind of thing, then I will give the girls about 15 minutes or so of independent playtime. Um, and this will actually be more so sibling playtime, like playtime together, but they're playing independently from me. And, um, I will sometimes take a moment to sit down, check my email, 
Um, get on Voxer and Vox some clients, get on Slack with the moms of the Mission Motherhood Academy, check on them. That really lasts about 15 minutes and it honestly doesn't happen every single day. It really depends on how well everything is doing. Um, most days I will say I don't touch work until the afternoon and I used to touch work in the mornings more often, but that's just a choice that I've made to not do that. If I needed to, if I worked a kind of job where I needed to work more, I would have a very different routine. I probably wouldn't be doing as much homeschooling. There would be more virtual learning. I would have hired somebody or they would be in school receiving virtual learning or they would be back at school or whatever. Or if not everything was shut down like it was during COVID, I would probably be using a couple blocks of screen time and I would have a um, I would have a very specific room time at that time where they would go up to their rooms and they would play. Like I would I would create a totally different routine if I needed to be working. But I don't. I I mean I do need to work in my business, but I get to create what that looks like. And my priority is giving my girls an excellent homeschool experience and being all in in the morning. So if we have a little block of time where everything was cleaned up and the chores are done and I see that, you know, the girls want to play because they do, they, you know, kids want to play. And so a lot of times Ava will say, can I go play? Can we go play? And so they really get into something and I'll kind of just let them lead. And I'll, you know, okay, 15 minutes, great. They're, they're going to play. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to drink some coffee and I'm going to get some things done. But after about 15 or so minutes, I typically will wrap that up so we can move on, get dressed and come down and start homeschool. Cause I don't want to start homeschool too late because if I do, then um, she might lose interest. And I want to capitalize on when her brain is sharpest and she can do the actual lesson and we can get it done sooner. And then she can always get back to playing. You know what I'm saying? And um, of course, homeschool is a lot of fun and she enjoys it too. And so just really special and want to make sure that's being really intentional about that. So another sip of my tea. Um, Between 9.30 and 11.30 is homeschool. Um, I do make a little small table for the baby and she will kind of start off maybe a little bit for, <laughs> um, for five or six or so minutes. And then typically by that, by after that, after she's kind of dabbled in what I've set up for her, um, depending on her interest level, she, I will bring her back upstairs and she will actually have room time while I teach. Um, and that's either room time or pack and play time, but we've been doing more room time lately and she's been really enjoying that. I set the music up for her just like I do for her sister in the afternoon. I do it for her in the morning. And that's because she's much more willing to play independently after she's already had a great night's sleep. Her belly's full. It's not near nap time. It's not near lunchtime. It's the perfect time for that. So she goes upstairs. I put her in her crib. There's music playing on like a, um, a Bluetooth speaker. And I put a basket of toys in her crib. Not too many. And she explores those and it's a lot of fun. And so that allows me to really focus on the lesson with my daughter, my oldest, and it allows her to have some independent playtime as well. And I know some, every, every sibling needs independent time and time where they're independent and the other sibling is with mommy and, 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 and or daddy and vice versa. Right. So that gives, that allows for that to happen. Um, so we have homeschool between 11 and 11.30. We wrap up and we finish any chores we need to. If we have upstairs chores um, like laundry or something like that, we might finish that um, or a bathroom or something like that. And then the girls might play together in big sister's room and I'll head downstairs and make lunch in that in that case. And I just turn the monitor on and I let them play. That room is totally, is totally child safe and play proof and all that kind of stuff. So um, if we're doing some downstairs chores or what have you, we just stay downstairs. The girls will kind of color in the kitchen or they might just run around and, you know, or 
I try to send them to the living room and I'm, we're working hard on boundaries in the living room. We're working on not coming out of the living room and mommy's making food in the kitchen. Like that's a big one that we're working on right now. Um, staying in the living room and just lots of prompting and lots of reminders and those kinds of things, but it's getting better. They're staying in there longer and that allows me to make lunch and get them set, situated for lunch. So around noon, we have lunch and we have tidy up from lunch. Very basic, very simple. Nothing else is happening. I do take typically the full hour to make lunch, serve lunch. They eat. I serve myself. I grab a bite, get up and tidy everything up from lunch, wipe down counters, sweep, all those things. So that's kind of like my midday tidy um, to get as much kind of reset as possible. But I don't worry about everything. Like there's little things that I may not worry about. Um, that I know will get touched at the end of the day. Like I probably won't clean the sink out completely. I will probably just rinse the dishes off, put them in the dishwasher, or I'll probably try to sweep underneath the table, but I may not wipe down the mat that was underneath the high chair because that's just going to get dirty in when she leaves. So certain things that I do and certain things that I don't, just to keep it simple. Now, after lunch is nap time and it's our early afternoon block. So it's 1 to 4 p.m. And, um, and the girls, um, my youngest naps and my oldest has room time. She has room time for about an hour to an hour and a half and I work. So I have different tasks for each, uh, different work tasks for each day. I have a weekly flow and I assign myself tasks for the month ahead of time. And I'm also getting into cycle syncing lately, which is really cool. And I'm making sure that I'm doing the majority of my creative work during certain phases of my cycle and the majority of my planning and administrative work during other certain phases of my cycle. So I'm learning more about that, but essentially I do have kind of like a weekly flow and different days where I focus on different things as much as possible. Um, and that's how I work in my business. And around 2.30 or so, my daughter, my oldest daughter will be done with room time and she'll come downstairs and she'll have a snack and I will continue working while she has her snack. Um, and she typically gets a little clingy around this time. She usually wants to cuddle with me. So I'll take a couple minutes to cuddle with her usually before her snack, that kind of thing. She'll be saying things like, I want mama and, you know, give me those puppy dog eyes. But of course an hour and a half is nothing. And when it comes to work, like there's, you might be able to do a half of a task, maybe a full task in an hour and a half. And I, um, what I was doing before was I was, um, not giving myself the full, two and a half hours when my, my youngest was working or my youngest was napping. And so I've kind of changed that and I'm making sure to be much more intentional with um, my oldest and how her time is spent. So when she, she cuddles with me for, you know, maybe five or so minutes, maybe 10 minutes, and then we get that snack going. And then right after snack, she has an invitation to play or invitation to do something sensory related. And that's usually, um, that's usually linked to her homeschool. So I've gone through and looked at the curriculum and looked at the suggested activities, made some adapt adaptations, and I've assigned different days to each activity already. And so I already know what she's going to do at two, uh, like around three o'clock after she's done with her snack. And I get that. So when she's, when I, when she has her snack, I take five minutes or so to get it set up if I haven't already. And then she goes and she has her creative time, um, from about three to three. 345 I would say usually she's usually still going by the time my youngest daughter wakes up and that gives me an extra about 45 minutes to work so it's a little bit interrupted there because around 230 I've got to stop I have to give her the snack um, I try to have things cut up like apples things of that nature have those things cut up ahead of time 
Um, you know, but I will, of course, like have to go into the fridge, grab this apple slices, put them on a plate, grab the almond butter, scoop it on the plate, those kinds of things, right? So um, I will do that for her and get that ready to go. Um, those are things that I, I do try to do sometimes during the lunch block, but it's just not always realistic to, to get it all done. And that's okay. So I just adjust. Um, and of course, then I have to like set up the sensory. So I might have to take about between cuddling with her, setting up snack and setting up sensory. I would say I have about a 15 minute or so interruption from that one to three thirty time. That's like right in the middle there. That is one of those frustrations that comes with working from home. It's one of those things where I do look forward to maybe one day being able to hire some help for that, you know, and have someone to oversee that after that early afternoon block for me and those kinds of things. But as of right now, this is how I handle things as a work from home mom. And I make it work as best as I can. And I continue to just be intentional in every area that I that I possibly can. So she finishes up her little sensory thing. Um, sometimes I will also turn on um, circle time um, on YouTube or um, like an exercise video as well, especially if she, if she finishes her craft early or if, hey, there's a day where I had nothing planned. Not every day is perfect. Not every day is perfectly planned out. I definitely have days where things, you know, just don't happen. And so I'm not ashamed to say, yep, I'm turning this on right now because I'm still working and I can't, you know, have you just whining for an hour because this is my work block. And I am very specific and intentional about keeping those hours um, of work of work time. So those are just a couple of the things that I do to, um, to get that work done during that time. Now, the late afternoon block is from 4 to 6 p.m. Um, and this is what I call the transition block. So this is my block to transition from daytime mode to evening mode. Even as a stay-at-home mom slash work-from-home mom, I view my daytime hours as job hours and I view my evening hours as home hours. It's super important to have a system to transition from one mode to the next one. Okay. Around four, I stop working. I tidy up from snack time and I give the girls some attention because they've been independent for a while. So I'll typically sit on the couch with them um, and play and tickle and cuddle and do all the things. And this is usually when the independence wears off and they're starting to get into that evening fussy mode, which every child has. Witching hours are not just for babies. They're just screaming when they're babies. And when they're older, they might just be fussier or clingier or whatever, but every child has this evening fussy mode time. They're tired. They're hungry. I mean, we all do. If you think about it, evenings, like I get crankier in the evenings. I think we all do, right? So um, of course, we have to take on a mindset and, and focus on the good things and focus on the Lord and think about some things we can do to kind of like shake that off. So something we might do is have a dance party. Um, we might, like I said, sometimes I just cuddle with them and tickle them and those kinds of things. Sometimes depending on, you know, where I am in my cycle and those kinds of things, or if it's like later in the week and I've just kind of been touched out, sometimes for me it is, you know, I'm just going to let them watch a little extra TV and I'm going to come over here and I'm going to have a little bit more time to myself and turn on a podcast because I just can't right now. And that's okay too. But I try to be as intentional as possible during that time to spend it with them. Um, but it just looks different every day. But of course, like, you know, everyone has those days where it's like, you know what, like, I don't want to be touched right now. And that's okay. Like I, I get touched out easily. I'm very introverted. And so every now and then I'll have those days where I can't even do the dance party. I can't even like, it's just, it's, it's something is going on with me mentally and hormonally. And I have to, 
I have to just be okay with that and I have to make up for it later. And so I kind of recognize that and I will feed into that and figure that out. I'll do a little extra screen time. I'll come into the kitchen. I will get myself a drink of water. I will turn on a podcast. I'll start dinner. Even things like that actually help me sometimes that I'm just really in the need to have some alone time. I will make sure to honor that. But either way, um, this is kind of this transitional hour. So, or this transitional time. Um, the cool thing is if my husband is working from home that day, he is usually done and upstairs by 4.30. But if he's at the office, he's home around 5. He takes a shower and isn't really with us until 5.30. So it's about an hour difference on the days where he works at the office. And we have a system where the days where he works at the office, I'm in charge of dinner. And the days he works from home, he's in charge of dinner. And I get to have more work time, which is really, really great. Um, so after our dance party or a little playtime or whatever, that is when I do typically turn on like a, like screen time, like an actual show. So um, usually, like I said, you know, my goal is to have my oldest daughter not have any screens until about 5 p.m. She comes downstairs from, from room time. She's got her snacks. She's got her sensory, those kinds of things that leads us into four. Four-ish is, you know, we're getting, the, we're getting Harper in her snack, blah, blah, blah. We're hanging out. We're having a dance party, whatever. And then, I, I'm sorry, not 5 o'clock, and then 4.30 or so is typically when screen time will happen for both girls, and I put um, my youngest in the pack and play so she can be kind of contained, otherwise she will kind of try to come in the kitchen while I'm cooking, and my oldest daughter sits on the couch, and they watch a show while I start dinner, so that's how that works, and um, that just allows, uh, that's another part of that mental break too. Like I really do look at that time where they're watching TV, and they're having their evening time to do that. And, um, and I'm cooking dinner. It allows me to kind of have a little bit of independence, a little bit of me time. Sometimes I started a little bit earlier. If I'm just like, I don't think I can make it till 4:30. Like I need it right now. And that's okay. I do that too. But, um, it allows me to have a little bit of a mental break, some time to myself. Um, and, and those sorts of things and starting dinner. And of course, the times when my husband's working from home, I'm blessed to be able to either go upstairs or downstairs to get work done. Or sometimes I even get to leave the house and go work with my mask on and Panera. And I will just kind of, you know, order a cup of water and like a bag of chips and I'll sit down and I'll get work done for a couple of hours just to get out of the house a little bit. So that's something else that I do in order to get more work done. Because as you can see, at this point, it's already four or five o'clock in the afternoon and I've only worked two and a half hours. And so running a full business where I am coaching, I have two clients where I'm coaching right now. I have gotten a full membership where I'm teaching workshops and creating mini courses for my membership academy. Um, and I'm doing group coaching calls with them as well. And I'm answering them on Slack and I have clients on Voxer. And of course I'm creating content for you all and I'm creating content for my podcast and all those things. And I have other ambitions that I'm working on within the business and growth and blah, 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 blah. It's very hard to run a business on two and a half hours a day. Like it does not work. So I had to figure out a way to add more time um, to my workday. And so the days my husband works from home, I'm able to give dinner over. You know, he takes on, he, not give it, but he takes on dinner those days. He takes on bath time those days. And I go work for two to two and a half hours uninterrupted to add to my work time. And that's been working pretty well. Um, I do still find my find myself working in the evenings and even on the weekends. I, I got to get in where I fit in. And I'm sure many of you are out there in a season of life that's very similar to mine where you're growing a business and you don't have 
a nanny or a mother's helper or a daycare or what have you. And you're doing this and you're managing it all from home. And you're wondering like, what in the world do I do? And I miss, I want to make sure you guys know like there are options. You just have to figure them out. Like it took me a while to figure out like, you know what? On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to go like, let's, you know what I'm saying? And my husband was totally on board and we talked about it and it works well for us. You know, something else might work well for you, but I just had to figure something out that would work well for us. And it took a lot of trial and error to get to that point, but it's been working really well so far. And it really gives me the break that I oftentimes need, especially as an introvert as well. I need a lot of time and space to myself to really kind of tune inward so that I can re-energize myself for my children who are very busy, active, you know, taking a lot of energy because they're like both extroverted. I feel like I can't really tell just yet, but um, right now they feel very extroverted and they take a lot of energy. And so if I'm not ever giving myself constant, you know, continuous times where I'm breaking away and giving myself a mental break and time to be to myself and just be me, then I burn out very, very quickly. And it, and it, I can go from like a hundred to zero, like, like overnight. And so it's important to know that about myself. It's important for you to know about yourself, what your limits are and how you can work around those limits and find out what works well for you. Okay. All right. So I'm heading into the last two sections of the day. I'm going to take another sip of tea. And this is early evening. So early evening is six to 8 PM. And we typically eat around 6 to 6.30. Now, the days where I go work, I don't eat dinner with the family. And that's something that we decided is, is fine. With Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I eat dinner with the family. So it's just two days a week where I don't. Um, and hey, like I'm sure, you know, there's plenty of times where, you know, not not in my family because I'm, I'm lucky and I'm blessed that my husband typically gets off work around 4.30 every day. But hey, how many times have husband, has daddy not made home for dinner because he's working late? Like, that's okay. You don't have to, you know, feel guilty. I used to feel guilty about that. I used to feel like I had to only, you know, I had to make sure I was upstairs by six or six 30, even if I was working downstairs and I didn't get downstairs till five or five 30, um, you know, because of all the things and I would only get that hour and I would get frustrated. So now I'm, whether I'm working upstairs, downstairs, I'm, I'm at Panera working or whatever. I do not eat with the family, um, those days. And I come back by 7.30 and at 7.30 is story time and I nurse my um, my youngest and she goes to bed. And that's it. And then, um, and that's that's between six and eight. And then of course on the other days, it's where I'm all in. I, I'm cooking, I'm, I've cleaned the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. We're doing bath time together. We're doing all those things together. And then same thing. We have our bedtime routine. Um, the girls have bath time around seven or so and they're in bed by eight o'clock. Um, and then that brings me into the late evening routine, which is between eight and 10 p.m. And let me be real with y'all. Like sometimes after the girls are in bed, I take 30 minutes or so to unwind. I'm trying to work on that. Like that is my weakness. That is my downfall. I'm usually like very tired by the time eight o'clock rolls around. And, um, but, and so what I might end up doing is I might like literally end up laying on the floor, scrolling my phone for 20 minutes because I'm like, oh my goodness, I just, I, I'm just, I've, I've done, so, my brain is done, right? And I'm, I'm working on that. So what I will do to try to combat that like habit is I will turn on a podcast episode and I will then, so I, I can listen and I, I, I realize like I just need something to kind of just stimulate me in a way that makes me feel like an adult and not like a child and, you know, not, you know, nothing that's about wheels on the bus or homeschool or whatever. I just need to feel like an adult. And so I will 
turn on a podcast episode. I will make my tea, my detox tea, by the way, <laughs> set up homeschool for the next day, wash my face, those kinds of things. Um, and then I do a little bit of work. So I typically will record podcast, inter- podcast interviews at night. Hello, right now it is... It's 9.30 at night um, and I'm recording this episode. So I record podcast episodes at night. I take client calls sometimes in the evening as well um, or I just work. And I try to be done around 10 o'clock or so um, so that I can be in bed by 10.30 and lights out at 11. I'll be real with y'all. That has not always been going very well. Sometimes it's in bed by midnight. And that is just something that I'm working on. It's easier for me to stay up late and work than it is to wake up early. I told y'all, like for me, no matter how much sleep I get, my mornings are hard. I can't just pop out of bed, turn my swag on and go downstairs and work at a, at a desk for three hours from four to eight to eight a.m. I know some people out there can do that. That is great for you. I'm not, that is not my ministry. So I do work better in the evenings. And when I have things that I need to finish, I like to get them done. And so I, um, Depend, especially depending on where I am in my cycle. If I'm in a part of my cycle where I have more energy, I will also capitalize on that too. And like, hey, the energy is there. I'm going to follow that energy. I'm going to work as much as I can because I know next week I'm going to hit eight o'clock and I'm going to crash. or I'm going to be having a Hashi's flare and I can't do anything. And when that happens, man, like it happens and I'm like literally not able to do any work. So I also have to be mindful of that too and say, you know what? Like there's going to be nights where I'm going to have to work a little bit harder tonight because I know like shoot three, four days from now or next week or so, I may be having a flare and my ba- my body may be inflamed and I might be feeling so sick and, and so tired that I have no choice but to just go right to bed and basically throw all the work that I had planned out the window. So I do try to follow my energy um, and it ebbs and flows, but I, I do, I need to work on, even with following that energy, I need to work on having a cutoff at 10 p.m. and still getting to bed earlier because overall, you know, we all need more sleep. And I definitely know that I need more sleep. That's, I'm just letting, like, that's real. Like, that's my weakness. Like, I, I, I want you all to know that as, as somebody who considers herself, you know, um, somewhat of an expert in creating routines and systems in your home and managing your life and managing your time and managing these different roles, um, it doesn't mean that it's with, that I am without flaw. It doesn't mean that I am without mistake. It doesn't mean that I am without, you know, that, that I always have it together. There are definitely nights where like I'm supposed to do something and I don't do it. There are definitely nights where, you know, my husband and I say we're going to be in bed by 1030 and we turn on a movie and we stayed up until 1130 just because we wanted to do that. There are definitely times where I wake up at 7 a.m. instead of 6 a.m. Like it happens. Those things definitely happen. And I adjust and I work through it. Old Caroline would have beaten herself up. Old Caroline would have been like, man, you're horrible. You can't do this. You suck. Blah, blah, blah. Now, new Caroline, Caroline that is here to empower and equip you, that Caroline that knows that there are moms out there that are just like me, that either that slip into that same mental state that either feel like, man, I can be on top of the world with my routines or I can completely crash and burn and feel like I suck. And I'm here to tell you that, no, there's a better way to do it. It's all about you. Like the routine serves you and you can ebb and flow with that routine and, and, and adjust things here and tweak things here as needed throughout your day, throughout your week, even, um, you have to have the framework in place. You have to have the workflow and system in place for your home, for your work, for everything that you do. You've got to have those, those routines and systems in place, excuse me. And once they're in place, then you can, um, 
you know, ebb and flow with it and know like, okay, I woke up a little bit late. I got to cut this out over here. Oh, we went a little bit late over here. I can, I can tweak this thing over here. You know what? Tonight is not that night for me, but I know exactly what I was supposed to work on tonight. I knew exactly, I knew I was supposed to be recording a podcast episode tonight, but man, I'm not feeling well at all. I know I need to get some, get some more rest. I know exactly when I can record that podcast episode. Not, not a whole like, man, I just got, I got stuff to do. I just got to do all the things. And it's like, okay, it's eight o'clock and the kids are in bed. Oh my gosh, I got to do everything. Like that's not the way to be living. So if you don't know what you're working on and when and how your chunks of time should be looking and have specific priorities that are set in stone for those chunks of time, that's the first step. So me sharing this with you is not to tell you, Hey, do this like me, but it's to give you an idea of how to put something like this together for yourself, okay? And if this is something that you really do feel like, you know what, man, like I I, I hear what you're saying, Caroline, like I, I'm ready to create a routine that works, but I just still like, like the thought of creating that overwhelms me. I don't know what to do first. I don't know what to prioritize. I don't know what to put here and there. Or I'm having trouble taking, have, uh, taking a bird's eye view of my situation and seeing the gaps. I have trouble with that. Well, I've got really great news for you because I am now offering um, Mission Mama Power Hours, okay? Say it with me, Mission Mama Power Hour. And what this is, I've got two versions of it. I've got a 90-minute call and I've got a VIP day. So we can hop on a call for 90 minutes and you tell me about your life and I help you figure out a routine that works. It's gonna be a basic routine. It's not gonna be you know, something that we can deep dive in as if you were one of my private clients. Um, but if you want something where, you know what, like right now in this season, I need to just have a little like intensive 90 minute power sesh with you where we, you know, you help me see what I can't see and you help me tweak certain things and create a routine that's just better than the one that I've got now and help me, you know, break free from some things and help me tweak some things over here then I can take it from there and I can then go forth and be more successful. And I know right now too, with, with COVID and with online learning and stuff like that, like sometimes you just need someone to kind of help you figure out what to do and you don't need all the fluff. You don't need the workshop. You don't need the full three month or six month long, like coaching, coaching package. You just need some help right where you are. So I've got that for you. Um, you can go to carolinejsomelin.com slash power, um, Think it. Well, I just blinked. <laughs> Whoops. Um, if you go to Caroline, just some, I'm, I'm blanking on the URL. I probably need to fix it. That's real life. But if you go to carolinejsomelin.com and you click on the services tab, it'll take you through the different ways you can work with me. And you'll see where you can join the waitlist for MMA. You can inquire about private coaching. If you are interested in um, doing something, you and I can have a conversation about what a three or six month coaching, coaching package would look like and what I do with my clients that have really long-term relationships with me. That might be something you're interested in. We do a lot more with that stuff. Um, so we, you can always take a look at that as well. I'm always willing to have a conversation and see what works well for you and what you might need. And then you can also book a power hour right there. So you'll see where it says Mission Mama Power Hour Book Now. It'll lead you to a page, give you a little bit more information about the power hour, and then you can book a time and pay right there 
on the spot and then book a time with me and we'll get on the phone and we will get our power hour going. Okay. So if you need that, I've got it for you, sis, because I know sometimes you just need like some really quick action steps. Uh, Some of my best, like I've done power hours with other coaches in the past for various things for business. I'm getting ready to book my period power hour with Barry on Barry. If y'all don't follow her, go follow her because she's legit. I'm getting ready to book my period power hour with her to get some things in check for my cycle. Like power hours and like just one-off coaching sessions can be so powerful and so needed and so exactly what you need. So if you are listening to this and you need that, I've got it for you. Again, carolinejasonwin.com, just click the services tab and click on mission mother, mission mama power hour. All right. So I hope that was helpful for you. Let me know what you took away from this episode. As always, you know, I um, love to hear from you. I love to Um, I love to be a resource. I love to have a conversation with you. I answer every single DM. So head over to Instagram, follow me at Caroline J. Sumlin and um, let's chat. Let me know what you, what stuck out to you. Share this to your stories and tag me as well. Let everyone know you're listening and you all know I'm always asking you all to leave a review. So if this episode was helpful for you, please leave a review because that helps this podcast get into more hands and more listeners. Okay. Just remember, the days are never perfect, but they're smooth. They're manageable. They're controlled as far as chaos is controlled, as is concerned, right? I have ownership of my time, my day, and my energy. And as a result, I can handle meltdowns. I can handle interruptions better than I would be able to if things were always in disarray, you know? So that's what I want for you as well. Like, it's not to say that things are, oh, there's never a meltdown. There's never interruption. Everything is just hunky-dory every single day. In a sense, it is hunky-dory because you have ownership of it. Like even in the middle of a meltdown, even in the middle of an interruption, even in the middle of whatever happening, like you're in control, you know, you're not controlling your kids, but you're in control of you and you're in control of the time and you're in control of how things go. Even if something gets in the way of the time, you are in control of rearranging how things are going. Like you are still in control when you have these systems and these routines in place. So, um... I hope again that that was helpful for you and let me know what you thought. And until next time, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.